Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We are featuring December 10th, 1971 from where? The Fox Theater, St. Louis, Missouri on a Friday night. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Knob and Fig. Yes, that's right. We are back at full capacity. Um, Let's go ahead and give them an old Fox Theater hello, friends. Fox Theater, hello, friends. Friends. Is that what the fox says? Yes, it is. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, let's just (laughs) dive. We're just going to dive headfirst into this show. Uh, We're going to open up, as we do every single week, with our Channel 6 news segment. And a little, little peek behind show prep here. There's currently nothing on our Channel 6 news sheet because it's been a quiet, quiet weekend, jam band world. However, co-host Fig said, I have some news. Would you like me to share? So Fig, share your news. Uh, This is breaking news. Um, It's not set. Yes, it's coming down the transom wire. Uh, And this is not set in stone because uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, but I do plan on doing the pre-sale for Joe Russo's Almost Dead at the Stone Pony Summer Stage in Asbury Ooh. Park, New Jersey, uh, okay. Friday evening, May 17th. Very nice. I might yeah. do the same. Oh, I have tickets down. for the, the Peach Festival at Peach on the Beach this year in Atlantic City, where J-Red's headlining. But awesome. I'm, I'm very tempted to also do the pony. Yeah, but then you have to go to Atlantic City. That's the problem. I'm already doing Atlantic City. Atlantic City okay. tickets are already bought. That's already happening. Um, so you've but, been to the Stone Pony Summer Stage? Yeah, I saw Trey Band there last year. Right. I like the the Summer Stage is way better than the actual Stone Pony. Is you it in the sand? That. Is it a sand situation? No, 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 no. It's it's oh, it's closer. Okay. It's no, it's it's a little more uh, inland. Oh, okay. So it has nothing to do with the ocean at all. The the ocean's right there. It's not, you know, it's a two or three minute walk, but the venue's not directly on the ocean. We're not on the beach. We're on the other side of the boardwalk. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so looking forward to that. What's your thoughts, Knob, on uh, Peach at the Beach? Because I I saw that was announced, uh, I I, think, in between episodes. And as an Atlantic City fan, I'm like, oh, that's fun. But I saw a lot of negative reaction <laughs> to well, Peach you know, on the Beach. What, what, what do you think? I mean, you know, I can understand people being disappointed because it's a much more scaled back version of Peach Fest. It is no longer four nights in. So are they not having Peach Fest, you're saying? No, they're not having Peach Fest oh. this year. They're just doing a one night Peach on the Beach in Atlantic City instead of Scranton. Um, still at a water park. Um, so it's not a, a, an entirely alien experience, but. It's definitely going to be different. Um, I personally love every single band on that bill. That is so... It's it's J-Rad, Dogs in a Pile, and Karina Reichman. And that is so deeply, deeply targeted to my musical interests that I can't not go, especially it being so close. Um, 
But I, you know, I can get people being bummed. It is basically a, a four band show at a water park in Atlantic City. <laughs> can I can I just say that I yeah. Googled actually I duck duck goad from that. <laughs> wow. That oh wow. <laughs> um uh I duck duck goad Peach on the Beach and all I got yeah. was cocktail recipes. Mm. Apparently there's a cocktail called Peach on the Beach. Like I really I don't see anything here about the concert. All right. Let me use a good search engine called Dogpile, and let's see. Uh, Dog let's see pile. What, let's Dogs see in a pile. Can, let's Dogs see what we on there. You can definitely Peach. hear it from their website. Oh, hey, guess what? If I, if I search yep. Peach on the Beach on Dogpile, I also get... Um, <laughs> I also get cocktails. All right, I'm going to use an actual search engine you should, called you Bing. You can just trust me that everything I've told you is correct information. <laughs> You know, I'm going to ask Jeeves. Let's see what Jeeves has. <laughs> is Jeeves still alive? Jeeves is still here. Surely yeah. that man has been allowed to retire by no. now. I think, okay. I think Jeeves became GPT. I think that's what the G in GPT, chat mm, GPT you, is. Yeah. You type in Peach on the Beach on Ask Jeeves, and the first auto finalize it gives you is Atlantic City. All right. So, mm. so Jeeves is pretty good. Jeez, it's pretty good. Hey, it'll be a cool weekend, and if you have the opportunity to say J Rad, see J Rad. That's really my my main. If I can evangelize one thing on this podcast, it's if J Rad is in town, go see. It's them. your love for Goose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, sure. <laughs> well, on, on a more serious note, uh, I'm going with a, a couple um, friends of. Uh, how does this work? I'm, I'm going with uh, a couple of friends who are friends with Mrs. Fig, and Mrs. Fig oh. has actually agreed to go to Joe Russo's Almost Dead, which is pretty wow. huge. That's the real breaking wow. news. Yeah, that That's is cool. that is real news. Yeah, that I is. took her to a Dark Star show like mm, eight years ago, nine years okay. ago, and that was the last Grateful Dead thing that was had with Mrs. Fig. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if this that. is going to win her over, but. <laughs> Well, I thought it was in the sand, and, and that was kind of a alluring thing. Actually, it's the other mm. couple that kind of lobbied her to go, and sure. I think she's just looking for stuff to do at this point. So, Yeah, I mean, the beach is right there. You can have a good beach day before the show. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Yeah. Today, if you're listening to the podcast when it airs. Yes. Good, Immediately good as it airs. Novel. Yeah, you missed it. It's too late. Yeah. They're all sold out now. <laughs> Don't even bother. So moving on to our main topic this evening, uh, that is the Goose subreddit um, blocking <laughs> and... Uh, Ouroboros. <laughs> is Ouroboros mid? We better lock this thread. Uh, no, moving on. Moving on to our actual main event this evening. Uh, I like how I'm a literal nobody in the jam band social media space and I just talk all this shit. Uh, it is. Hey, this I'm, main just, event. I'm just glad someone else is doing all the goose shit talking on the show for yeah. once. I've been it. relatively tame today. <laughs> uh, our main event of the evening is just a dreadful, <laughs> kidding, of course, December 10th, <laughs> 1971 show Jamie. from the Fox Theater in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, yeah, this show is fucking awesome. Let's go ahead and That's just great. get into it here. Um, set one consisted of, uh, opened up with Bertha into me and my uncle. Then we got Mr. Charlie loser 
uh, beat it on down the line, which kind of disappointed me. Uh, Sugary, Jack Straw, uh, Next Time You See Me, El Paso, Tennessee Jed, Big Old Railroad Blues, and Set One then ended with Casey Jones. Uh, let's hand it over to the newest resident of the Stone Pony Summer Stage, Fig. What's your thoughts on Set One? Hey, so yeah, I did like this show. I'm just going to preface it by saying I did like this. I have uh, trouble commenting uh, uh. on. Uh, I know this is not Primal Dead, but I have, I have trouble commenting on Grateful Dead shows like before the hiatus. I think that's probably where I'm still mm. at in my dead dumb here. Um, I have some thoughts here. I'm probably not going to go too in depth, and we do have some pretty huge comments. So I might let our uh, our fine feathered fans uh, talk about uh, some of their reactions in more detail. But I'll start with Bertha. It was a good boppy version. Jerry doing uh, double work with some great vocals and excellent fills between the lines. Phil is super high uh, in the Charlie Miller mix, and I would say the Charlie Miller mix was phenomenal. Uh, it's on the archive. Um, however, it's only set one, and you can mm. find. Th- I found this on Apple Music. This exact show on Apple. But yeah, it didn't this have, was released. It was released, but strangely, it had for the artist. It didn't have Grateful Dead. It had like Greg Dobson or something. It had something very, very strange. I've never That's seen weird. before. Yeah, yeah, um, it showed up as Grateful Dead on Spotify. Yeah, it must be an Apple Music thing. I have no idea. Uh, it's very strange. Um, but that had the whole show, obviously, because it was an official release. However, I kind of like Miller's uh, mix a lot better, to be honest with you. So let's keep going. Um, uh, me and my uncle, I wrote goof. I think I, I think I meant good. Uh, Mr. Charlie was really good. Um, awesome bouncy beat on this one that really got me moving. Uh, this was a good uh, pig pen night. I really like what pig was thrown down tonight, including the 22 minute good love in, it, uh, in set two, which we'll yeah. get to. <laughs> uh, loser was well sung, but, but it was kind of a bummer after Mr. Charlie. Beat on down the line. I'll be the one to ask how many beats there was. Four. Yep, four very quick beats. Well sung by Bobby. Nothing much else to say. Sugary was good. Jack Straw was really good. Uh, Phil Lash's harmonies were okay. And next time you see me, this was an upbeat, jangly version of this bop, and I really liked it. Again, another great pick pen song. Jed was okay. El Paso was okay. Big Railroad Blues was so fun. The Golden Voice Jerry was at his best on this one. And Casey Jones, a uh, great way to end set one, great build and outro. So for more, I will kick it over to Nob. Yeah, I got more. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, I, figure, I figured. Yeah, I like this show a lot. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, set one is a pretty just consistently fun dance party. Um, it kind of stays in a relative samey kind of mode. Like, it, you know, it explores a bunch of different songs. These songs don't all sound like each other, but they all come together to generally be a fast, upbeat, raucous little dance party. Uh, and it works. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a really groovy, up-tempo Bertha to get things started. No crazy solos or jams. Just an incredibly well-played Bertha with great energy to open the show. Me and my uncle's a lot of fun. They're really playing with the tension and intensity of the song. It doesn't really get a moment to breathe until that final verse, which is really cool. Uh, Mr. Charlie's great. I adore Jerry's solo and the way that Keith comps under it during it. 
Um, just a real great, like, strutting down the street kind of energy on Mr. Charlie. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably the closest things come to cooling down during the set is Loser. Um, and that being said, it is still filled to the brim with emotion. It's a relatively fast Loser. And it's interesting. I think generally Loser is a song that fits Jerry's older, crackly, gruffier voice. Right. Um, it requires a lot less from Jerry to get that sense of age of desperation but here jerry shows how to find the song's desperation with his pretty voice and it's by giving 110 percent uh and he really gets into this one vocally which is nice Fade it on down the line's fun it's old school fast and furious uh we get to sugary which is is just really groovy uh it's a lot closer to the sugary that we're used to though with fewer and shorter garcia solos uh, mm-hmm. Phil is all over the place on this sugary, and it's great. Um, it just everybody is really just playing just the right stuff to add the texture to this song. They're really exploring the dynamics. I loved, loved, loved when the sugary got quiet, but it still, even when it was quiet, kept that dance and party vibe, which was really cool. Uh, we then get to Jack Straw, which is very much a baby picture. It's it's under two months old. Bobby's <laughs> still singing both halves. It's relatively oh. close to what we know, musically. Um, obviously, Jerry will eventually start singing. Also, the like cool down out of the first high-intensity section going back to leaving Texas, fourth day of July. That sounded a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. Keith, I, I'm going to keep shouting out Keith, A, because he was really good, and B, because he was really high in the mix. You can really hear what he's doing. But he is on fire in the ending verse of Jack Straw. He's adding some really cool stuff throughout, which I really dug. Next Time You See Me does everything right. Um, It's great to hear Pig on the harp. Uh, The only real note is there's kind of a clunky transition from the solo section back into the song. But, like, we're nitpicking at this point. Because it's just all working. Um, Jed is fun. It's, It's faster than I'm used to. I like this a little bit more than most Jed's. I will give it to it. Like I, I'm still not a huge Jed that's, person. That's two Jeds in a row. I know this one. I think is fine, and then it gets really good in the jam. And in the jam, I'm like, okay, I get this now. No, no. This is working. Yeah, for it's, me. it's great. You, you've liked two Jeds in a row. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, El Paso soars. They really Jerry is moving his fingers so fast. Um, and what I really appreciate is that it keeps. Hitting that energetic peak. Uh, El Paso very much has a high note when you get to, I settled up in a way I did go riding alone in the dark. And I appreciate that they hit that high energy thing four times, and it's four different sounding ways, but every time it builds the energy, and it's really nice. Hmm. Um, Big Railroad Blues is then a super high energy ripper. Not much more to say besides it's awesome. And then Casey Jones is kind of a cooldown taking us into set break. Um, it's still a fun one. It's clearly a fan favorite at the time. Yeah. Uh, the crowd goes But it's wild. definitely, yeah. But it's a little bit more mellow than the big railroad preceding it. Um, what I really uh, loved in this Casey Jones, there are these big hits in the underscoring of the first Casey Jones solo. Bob leads it and Keith follows where they're like, down. And it's really, it's just a lot of fun. It keeps the energy great. Um, yeah, this is a fun first set. In general, when you listen to this show, Fall 71 in general 
What's really interesting to me is how many Grateful Dead classics we are still hearing in their infancy. Um, not to go on too long a tear, but, well, too late. But um, <laughs> earlier this month, I was listening to, uh, what's it, 21871, which is where uh, Bertha and Loser and a bunch of other songs from 71 all kind of debut. And it is just interesting hearing how these songs are still growing. They're not unrecognizable by any stretch of the imagination, but Bertha's less than a year old. Mr. Charlie's under six months old. Loser's new. Sugaree is new. Jack Straw is new. Tennessee Jed is new. Like, these are yeah. all relatively new songs to the repertoire. Um, and yet, this set really works. Uh, it like not only is it an interesting piece in hearing the dead transition from working man's dead American Beauty Grateful Dead into Europe seventy two dead, but it also just stands up on its own merits. It's just a really fun set of music of the Grateful Dead truly rocking out for an hour and a half. So nice. that's my thoughts on set one. What did you think, game? It was great. <laughs> All of it was good. Uh, Bertha was excellent. Uh, me and my uncle was really good. Loved Mr. Charlie. Uh, loser, I thought, was swell. Uh, beat it on down the I line. Sorry, I've got to pause there. I don't know if anyone has ever used the word <laughs> swell to describe the song Loser. <laughs> it was a swell version of... Uh, it was a swell rendition of the song yeah. Loser. Um, something that wasn't swell to me was beat it on down the line. Um not so much the song. Only four downbeats. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, and they were kind of sloppy beats. Like, I was like, I get into that. <laughs> I get ready to count. I get jacked up. And it was only four. And I'm like, that wasn't even fun. <laughs> You're so no. fucking jacked up for counting. <laughs> I, 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 really I do can't wait to count the beats. Counting. Like, counting. If counting. there, it, and, and then... If there's like a lot of them and I think I miscounted, I'll start over. I don't care. I'll do it again. Um, continuing on, Sugary, great. Jack Straw, great. Uh, Next Time was great. El Paso, stellar. Uh, Tennessee Jed was good. Big Railroad, good. Casey Jones, great. Like, it's it's hard to find fault in some, in some of no, these early 70s shows. Picks. It's yeah, it's Bob's guitar is slightly out of tune in El Paso. <laughs> yeah, it's like four beats. What the fuck? Like, ugh. yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Don't you know he wants to count? Let the man count. Let me count, damn it. Um, moving on to set number two, we got uh, opens up with Good Lovin'. Then we got Broke Down Palace, uh, playing in the band, a new song for us, Run Rudolph Run. Then we got Deal. Sugar Magnolia, Comes a Time, Truckin', Jump Space, The Other One, Top of the World, The Other One, Not Fade Away, China Cat Jam, Going Down the Road, Feeling Bad, Not Fade Away, and then it ended with the encore of One More Saturday Night. However, this show is on a Friday. So, yeah. Maybe by the time they played it, it was Saturday. Then it'll be one more Saturday morning. So, anyway, <laughs> nitpicking. One um, more Saturday, 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Thoughts on yeah. set two? 
Oh, I mean, it's it's great. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, set one and set two live in such interesting conversation with each other because they're such different sets to me. There's that quote that Mayer gave when he was doing the one of his Dead & Co. interviews. I think it was this past tour, maybe the tour before, where he talks about how set one... You're still in your your like work clothes or whatever. You're you're getting used to it. Right. Whereas in set two, you're busting out the assless chaps. That's that's how it feels here. <laughs> set two is very interesting in that it never stays in the same place for too long. No song really sounds like the song that came before it until we start getting to the end of the set. Just it's it's a weird collection of songs in the order that they have them in but that is what makes set two so good these songs are in conversation because of how different they sound from each other the dead is purposefully taking us on a different kind of journey it's not just an hour and a half of jammed out set two songs we go from a really heavy jam and good lovin to a beautiful ballad in broke down to a, a tight but spacey playing in the band to a, a you know silly run run root it's just so all over the place and i really had fun taking a very different kind of journey cool. um oh if only that was all of my thoughts <laughs> well i'll take it from here um okay no yeah good loving no, was, uh, no it was great it was good. fun um I really enjoyed that jam. It starts in a really dancey place before getting really intense, then settling down into the pig pen rap. Uh, the pig pen rap gets a little samey lyrically, uh, but th there's this point around the 11 minute mark where the pig pen rap gives way to the six headed monster, providing this really cool, a few different cool dancey grooves at the same time. It's so interesting to hear. I really, the other, uh, Good Lovin' is one of the highlights of this show, in my opinion. Um, it Broke Down Palace is an interesting placement. Um, I, it works. You know, it's, it's playing the cool-down song role that will later be played by Ship of Fools or He's Gone, but those songs don't exist yet. But this is a beautiful rendition of Broke Down Palace. It's got a gorgeous guitar solo. I wrote down that if anyone says a bad word about this broke down palace, I'm gonna say swear words in the recording. Um, so I really, I really liked that. And then we get to once again, like I was talking about in set one, we get a really early playing in the band. It's short. The first jam is not really about free exploration. It's more about pushing the boundaries of what the written song can be. Yeah. Though. In the second jam, you start to get a little bit of a free jam. It's not a long jam, but you get this little preview of the lengthy playing in the band jams that are to come in 1972. Uh, Phil is on fire during this playing in the band throughout, uh, and Keith really shines at the end. A bizarre placement for Run Run Rudolph. Uh, um, I, it's played very well. Sometimes it starts to kind of teeter off the rails. Uh, the bolts come a little loose at times. It's not Pigpen's best vocal of the night by any stretch. But it's a fun rendition. It's a fun song. It's a goofy little Chuck Berry Christmas tune. Um, I, growing up, only know it from the Grateful Dead's rendition. We would listen to that. I was always part of the Christmas playlist growing up. So I can't awesome. hate a June 70, uh, uh, December 71 
run run Rudolph, but uh, it was a weird spot for it. Um, but you know, that's what we're doing here. You you get this this beautiful little jam in playing in the band, and now here's Pigpen singing that Chuck Berry song about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Here you are. Um, and then another early deal. It's got that mellower shuffle to it, but the jam is still able to hit some interesting highs. It's very much, I can only describe it as like a hippie swaying kind of deal. Like, you know, you know that like not quite dancing swaying that hippies do? Like that's what this deal is made for. A, a rockin' Sugar Magnolia, Bobby's vocals are in fine form. Bill's drums are great. What brings it from solid rendition to great rendition is the jam in between Sugar Magnolia and Sunshine Daydream. I like that we're kind of starting to combine the different vibes of the songs of set two within the songs. Getting a little bit of a spacey jam within a ripper like Sugar Magnolia. It's really cool. It works. I thought Comes a Time was a little too soon in the set, but it just... It's, it was a little early for me in terms of needing another cooldown song, especially with Deal being on the mellower side. But that being said, it's a gorgeously performed Comes a Time. Jerry sounds beautiful, both in his vocals and his guitar, and Phil's counter melodies provide beautiful, beautiful contrast. It's a really nice Comes a Time. And then we get to, in my opinion, the, the centerpiece of the show. Um... We get to the truckin' drums, other one, sitting on top of the world, other one, not fade away, China Cat going down the road, not fade away, super sweet. And it is super sweet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fun. This truckin' is cool because in it you can hear that they're not quite yet Europe 72 dead, but they are mm. so close. It is not quite the magic that they are about to make, but it is still a magic, and it is close to the magic. Even Bobby's goofy, you know, this next number rose straight to the top of the charts in Turlock, California, numero uno. You know, it's, it's goofy. It reminds me of the banter we're going to hear more of on, on Europe 72. But yeah, Truckin's a really solid, bouncy, hell of a lot of fun rendition. Not without its wonky Phil harmonies. It, it doesn't do anything you haven't heard Truckin' do before, but it's a solid rendition to kick off a great suite of improv. Drums is good. It's three minutes long. I hope we all listen to it, because it stayed good through all three minutes. Um, and then a beautiful explosion of sound into the other one. I love... The, the other one is my other big highlight of the night. I mm -hmm. am obsessed with this jam. I love all of the places that it goes. After the big fill bomb, we get a little softer in the intro. It, it, you know, okay, this is, this is one of the strangest things I'm ever going to say on this podcast. But you know, those, I don't know if y'all had this growing up or if this was technology invented when I was a child. But there were those like funnel, those like big funnels that they'd have in grocery stores. And you'd take two coins and you'd like put them down like slots that would go... And then the yeah, two sure. coins would race each other down the funnel, yeah, you know? Like for charity or whatever. Yeah, 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 for charity. Um, yeah. yeah. That's how this other one sounds to me. Like, it, mm. it feels like you are watching, like, it sounds, I, I don't know. It feels like you are watching two quarters race down a funnel before dissolving into a super free and lovely jam. But I really like, 
about this other one is how frequently we get into a weird, spacey, free jam, and the band never decides to go too ugly. They always decide to go beautiful in this other one. It's really cool. Um, and then the the song section of the other one's really well done, and then we go into a super chaotic uh, breakdown jam, which is cool to hear. And then it comes back together again into beautiful, followed by such a smart and fun transition into sitting on top of the world. And then the, we get back into the other one. It's great. It's like freakier. It, it's like a bunch of bugs crawling around. It's really, I love, I cannot speak highly enough of this other one sitting on top of the world, other one. And then we're kind of done getting freaky. Now it's time to boogie again. Bill is doing so much on this not fade away but they're not done with weird jams we still get a little jam towards the end of not fade away at first it's like a little quasi china cat thing before going into a full tease um it's really cool and then going down the road takes off a really pretty take on the end we bid you good night solo you almost get lost in it before being snapped back to the reality of not fade away uh, my only real gripes with this show are the bobby screams towards the end in both Not Fade Away and the later One More Saturday Night are just Pigpen and Bobby having a scream off key off for <laughs> two straight songs. And all power to them. The energy is very nice, but it's not as, as pleasant on the ears as everything preceding it. And then, yeah, One More Saturday Night's a fun tension and release party, leaving you dancing all the way out the door. Uh, there's a different verse at the end. Lyrics are definitely yeah. different. This is another song that's still in its infancy. Um, but it's a really on rendition. It's a nice way to close things out. It's a good set too. It's a good show. I, I I'm having fun listening to it. What did you think? Who? 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 who, who, who. Indeed. No. Um, I don't have as much to think. Uh, I think that was very well said. However, uh, just a couple couple notes, I guess. Good lovin'. Um, now, this is one that frequent listeners will know that Game and I are a little agnostic about uh, as to whether we like the pig pen rap good lovin's. This was a 22-minute good lovin', which is long. Uh, we've had longer. Uh, but I like this one. This one had good energy uh, from the band, especially Pig. Again, a great Pig night. Around minute four, this puppy really blasts off into the stratosphere with a pretty deep jam uh, for, for a good lovin'. Um, Pigpen has a decent rap uh, towards like the middle end, and there's a he didn't really go all out with the was it boxback biddy or what is the what does he exactly yeah. say? Yeah, so he didn't go. He actually didn't go all out with that. He kind of like stuttered his way through that part, which was kind of um, which was kind of nice. Um, you know, it was nice to hear him change up the rap because uh, we you know we often hear him say the same thing. Mm. We get into Broke Down. Uh, so this one is known, I guess, famously for a false start. I couldn't tell what was actually happening if someone just started playing in, in the wrong key. It sounded like Phil was doing something just wrong, or maybe somebody mm. was out of tune. I wasn't quite sure, but they all started kind of ragging on each other and making excuses. And I couldn't hear the stage, uh, rat, you know, the, the stage banter at all. Um, so I don't really know what they were saying. 
Uh, but once they did get going, it turned to a really nice and sweet version. Playing in the band was nice. It was truncated. It was, you know, like the baby uh, version of it. Um, and it was, you know, it's a decent song. It was nice to hear. Run, Rudolph, Run. Uh, it's pretty much Big Railroad Blues. Uh, this was a punky version, sung in a pretty punky way by Pigpen, and uh, topical for a December uh, show. We're getting a deal. Deal was kind of like a loser, I guess. If um, Run Rudolph Run was the big railroad blues of the second set, Deal was the loser of the second set, which was just kind of a sleepy version. It just kind of happened. Deal happens. Um, Sugar Mags was actually very good. I really like this one as well, sung by Bobby. Comes a Time is one that, you know, I don't have a sweet spot for this song. It, it's got some hooks, it just doesn't really come together for me and it certainly didn't come together for me on this night uh we're getting a truck in that was good drums i don't have much for the the rest of the set except for um not fade away there is a china cat teaser that i thought was very special um kind of sounds almost like if you're uh on like an old like uh you're driving in a car with like an old dial radio and you're kind of in between two bands uh and all of a sudden one you know, one channel is playing Not Fade Away, and the other channel, um, played by Bobby, is playing the the China uh, riff. And it, it's actually pretty cool. It works very, very well, and I like that a lot. Uh, and that ends uh, set two for me. I will kick it over to Game. All right. Um, Good Lovin' was okay. Uh, loved Broke Down Palace. Uh, playing in the band was good. Uh, like you said, Run Rudolph Run. Eh, it was pretty much just like big railroad uh deal was good sugar bags was good comes a time was good uh trucking i enjoyed drums you know i skipped it uh the other it's one three, was minutes. three minutes man <laughs> not worth your time hey hey we're 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 gaining time any way we can some days um the other one i enjoyed top of the world was good um not fade away was okay um going down the road i enjoyed um not fade away guess what i enjoyed and one more saturday night i thought was okay um great show there's yeah. like it, it's really these um these 70s shows 71 72 wait, wait no 71 were they 72 no hiatus in 72 right hiatus no, 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 74 74 um all these Regardless, all these shows are good for the most part. Um, moving through our show sheet here, we once again do not have a Sugar Magnolia to rate this week. Scarlet Fire. Bummer. Scarlet Fire, Fire, rather. Scarlet Fire. <laughs> now the the uh, sleepiness is coming in. Scarlet Fire. Um, shit, when has been the last? Well, I, I know we, we went a, a while without ago. one. Then we it, had it, one wasn't a very great one. it wasn't very memorable, so I don't blame you. Um, yeah, Book of the Dead. Oh yeah, that July Fourth, nineteen ninety-one, from a couple months ago. Oh yeah, that really was not memorable. Um, we should really book- um, average out our our Scarlet Fires. I mean, maybe that should be the takeaway. Is 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 what is the average of the rating? That could be interesting. I can't wait till we get like two shows. I can't wait till we get like back to back Scarlet Fires. I know, that'd be sweet. I know. But we, I like, think we had that once, and we were able to compare. Yeah, like what they're doing here wasn't like what they're doing there. It's cool. But, yeah. Eh. 
Book we of got the, the really Dead good voting. Scarlet Fire analysis out of the way, and then the randomizer was like, "All right, they never need to do that yeah. shit again. Never again. It's all ninety-four <laughs> good. Now on. Again. <laughs> Jesus, this is the same randomizer that Guy Fieri uses on his cooking shows. Um, Book of the Dead. Uh, I'll kick off this voting. Yes, for oh. me. This is uh this is excellent. I have I have no faults in this. I will probably listen to this again. Uh Knob or Fig, Book of the Dead. Knob? Yeah, I mean, of course. This is a really good show. Um Yeah. Good. <laughs> and Fig. Uh so I hate to be that guy. Um wow. This was a good show. And of course there is a lot wow. riding on my boat here. Because wow. as frequent fans know, now who hates the Grateful Dead? <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, we can't all be uh, having a trifecta with our books of the dead every night, or else like, we probably get sued. Um, I'm gonna make us pick a set because wow. this one it was good and it did grow on me. I, I think about right about the third listen, I started really enjoying it, but uh, it would not make my book of the dead. Sadly, wow. Yep. Well, in that case, to kick off set voting, Fig, mm-hmm. set one or set oh, two? Um, yeah, uh, smart guy. What set? I'm going to say set two. <laughs> I like the China teaser. That was that was worth it. Uh, I'll vote next, and I'm going to go with set one. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Why in this is episode. <laughs> no. Before I vote, why, why are you voting set one? Um, while I did not like Beat It On Down the Line, I really <laughs> liked Mr. Charlie, and I okay. really liked me and my uncle, and I really liked Jack Straw, and I really liked Next Time, and I really liked El Paso, and I really <laughs> liked Tennessee Jet. That changed my cool. answer. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I, no, I'm still voting set two. No, 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 no. No, set one is fun. It's a it's a ripping, rocking dance party. Um, but no, set two does some really cool and different stuff, and I think it's worth That's checking like, out. This is like when when we had Gans on, and he was, um, I'll say, talking negatively about set one compared to set two. And I'm just thinking, like, man, I fucking love set one <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, um, we, can, we can still be friends even if well, you liked set one. No, set one is yeah. also great. I just liked set two more. Who and uh, no, you know, I'll kick this vote back off with you. Who would be your show MVP? I, I guess it's a great film. Yeah, I was gonna say Phil. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's great Phil night. It's a great Bill night. Everybody's having a great night tonight. To me, the name that kept coming up in my notes was Keith. It Keith is on fire. He's still new to the band, and he is just being very playful. There's a lot of honky-tonk stuff in set two that makes it a lot of fun. He's just having a really on night, and I found myself appreciating his contributions frequently. I'm not, I'm not lobbying, I'm not advocating, but yeah. I didn't hear many solos out of Keith. No, tonight. and that's okay. No, 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 you didn't really get too many. It was mostly yeah. what he was adding to other people's songs oh, okay. and parts they were playing. He was a great support okay. player. And I'll go with the lead player. I will go with Pig, because this was an excellent pig night. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Um, 
Hmm. Phil. Can't say. I'm okay. going with Phil. Yeah. All right. It was a great Phil night. Yeah. Phil is the one that I struggled whether or not to say. Reddit comments. There we go. We got a couple long ones. And uh, I'm actually going to kick this one off to Fig first here. Fig, would you please read the first comment we have here from Cabonius? All right. Sure. Um, yeah, so we actually have like, a sorry, little dialogue I just here. I pause and acknowledge that I like that you say Cabonius like it's a Jack Black catchphrase. Cabonius. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see Jack Black going hard Cabonius. on Cabonius. Cabonius. Yeah. <laughs> His next That's movie. absolutely something yeah. the Kung Fu Panda is going to yell in movie four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Kung Fu, like a Kung Fu move. The Cabonius. Okay. Um, oh, we have a dialogue here between Cabonius and JWG3, both longtime and uh, listeners and uh, frequent commenters. So that's pretty cool to see and hear. And here's what Cabonius said. I was expecting this thread to pick up a few more commenters since this show is commercially available not just as part of the Listen to the River box set, but also as a standalone release on either three CDs or five LPs. Maybe this reflects the puzzling, puzzlingly underwhelming response to this particular box set. Interesting. And by that, I mean that it still isn't sold out on the website, despite the release only having 12,000 copies and having been on the market now for two plus years. It makes me wonder if maybe it's a bit of a marketing failure, i.e. folks see the set and ask themselves, what's so special about St. Louis? Perhaps this box might have met with wider interest if it was framed as a fall 7173 sampler, a sampler that just happens to be all St. Louis shows. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I don't have an answer why this box set is still available at retail price. I will say, um, and this goes back to conversations we've had about um, uh, cover art. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. guys can punch up on your end the cover art for this one. A little underwhelming. It is, absolutely. Kind of washed out. Mm, pinks or purples and greens and dancing skeletons and you know kind of I don't know maybe it just didn't grab people's eye alright back to Cabonis as to the show itself for me anything from December 71 gets compared to the 12.5 show at the Felt Forum uh, I absolutely I absolutely adore that Dark Star me my uncle Dark Star and S-O-T-O-T-W sitting on top of the world okay thank you I guess it's Dark Star Jam if we're being technical about it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I knew you were there with the Dark Star Uncle Dark Star. Uh, And and here we have a spin on that. The sitting on top of the world sandwich inside the other one. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. You can hear Kreutzmann previewing what's to come around the seven-minute mark of the other one. Interesting. Should have read this before I listened to the show. And then we get into the absolutely sensational, danceable, foot-tapping, not-fade-away, into going down the road feeling bad into not fade away with its China cat riffs. It's a bit of a passing on the baton on this night with Weir stepping out in front and pig pen backing him up on not fade away and Garcia's work to bring the China cat jam back to going down the road feeling bad with Kreutzmann and Phil just interlocking Keith's piano, just beautiful as another form of percussion. Oh my, it's wonderful. It's the kind of music that would put you into the bus for life. So back to the comparison, how does it compare? Well, my humble estimation, this night can stand alongside 12.5, parenthetically, which in my opinion is the best of the four-night run at the Felt Forum. It's got that same wow factor, that exploration of rhythm and groove at the intersection of outer space and the dance floor. One begins to see why this show was released on its own, because it's some damn fine, good old Grateful Dead 
music. Knob, JWG3? Sure. Well, then our friend JWG3 responded. Sorry I'm late, Gabonius, because you're right. This show kicks ass, and it deserves more love in here. I don't know if I'm just on an early 70s kick right now, but this one makes my Book of the Dead soundly, and Bobby finally gets Mother Trucker honors from me. Ice. I'll go gamey. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go gamey for my set one review and get to the fun faster. <laughs> Mr. Charlie and Loser were good. Big nice. Railroad Blues and Casey Jones were good. I love it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just reserve my knobbiness for set two. <laughs> Holy shit. What a return to my love of it. Good Lovin' was my first time getting truly into pig pen rapping in a while, and then Broke Down Palace is always going to get me. Steel and Sugar Mags is a powerhouse of a pairing, but the real fun lies... In the truck and drums, other one sitting on top of the world, other one not fade away, going down the road, not fade away. Say that. Return to the other one. Don't tempt me. The return (laughs) to the other one. In a a French accent. Oh, geez. (laughs) And and proceeded to bring the house down harder than I've heard in forever with that final suite and a vintage one more Saturday night to boot. Wow, was that a ride. So, right of the comment. Thank you both so much. Yes, thank you both to our the show. Yes, uh, that's a perfect way to say that. I was going to say our favorite Reddit comments commenters, but and then turning knob and game into adjectives. Yes, I'll go gamey for my set one. (laughs) Sounds like I'm like a piece of like meat. (laughs) (laughs) You are a piece of meat. Uh, And what is knobbiness? I guess that's a piece of like. Brass. brass. I was gonna say like 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 a knob, like a nice brass knob. <laughs> I don't know. This this means Thank a little knobby. You. I think. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a compliment. Trust me. I assure you. Okay. Brass. Okay. Looking forward to next week. We are in what I like to call my sweet spot. Oh. March March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety, at the. Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, also just known as the Nassau Coliseum, in Ooh. Long <laughs> Island, New York. Um, and it, it looks, looks cool. like a pretty pretty good show. Um, yeah, it's it is business. the night before the night where where Branford Marsalis famously famously sits in on saxophone on uh, oh. on bird song. Oh, hmm. the night so this before. is the the night before yeah it's just a regular show but it's it's really solid it's still got that good energy that's a that's a nice little tidbit that we need to make sure we remember next week which i'm sure you will but i love that that's like uh don't worry i will probably bring that up forgetting i brought it up this week because because not not to geek out here for a second but you never really think about like the shows before or the shows after like major moments like that. Right. Like yeah. I'm sure at the time, I'm sure at the time no one thought yeah. when, when he came out and did bird song, it was going to be like, Holy fuck, this is amazing. But it was. So and he does. Was... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to add it. Uh, he Don't does bird song in set one, but then he does the entire yeah. set two. I didn't know that. Yes. And, and yeah, set two includes was... a dark star drums, dark star everything yeah <laughs> i guess to briefly get into it yeah he shows up to play just bird song was all he planned to mm. do that night 
uh, and then he leaves. They do Promised Land, and he the way he tells it, he was like packing up and getting ready to head out. And then Phil and all them were like, "No, stay. You gotta like come jam with us for all of set too. It'll be we'll, awesome. we'll do a Dark Star." And this is in the period mm. of Dark Star being a rarity, but Prem for Marcellus didn't care about that. He's not he's not that kind of guy. <laughs> um, and so he was like, "What does that even mean?" They're like, "Just just follow <laughs> us. I, you'll you'll enjoy playing it." And then he sticks yeah. around for all of set two, and it's it's just a classic. It's a great show. This is also Look, a good yeah. show. Yeah, looking at the set list for the 28th, um, what jumps out to me? Ooh, an easy to love you? There you go. Yeah, oh, an easy to love go. you. A very Brent heavy, because so, you also get a Hey Pocky Way in set two. Yeah. Interesting. For the second time in three weeks, we have a Foolish Heart set two opener, which is a yeah. Foolish Heart opener, set, set opener is really, you're really rolling the dice. Every time yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to get sixes, I get snake eyes. So really cross my fingers for this one here. <laughs> um, Revolution. I'm guessing that's Beatles Revolution. I think it's Beatles. Yeah, Beatles. Yeah. And this is the last time they play Revolution. Um, First time they play The Weight. Yeah, The Weight just gets stuck in there uh, in the middle of set two in the jam, which is strange. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, and they're recording uh, without a net. At this time, so yes. the looks like rain from this show is on without a net. Yeah, this is like a a big show. <laughs> this is like Pretty a big, big show. Big show. <laughs> um, and I think that's all we have for this evening, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's I've go ahead and uh, do our <laughs> do our bookkeeping as always. Please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Of course, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that just so happens to rhyme with only playing four beats and beat it on down the line doesn't hit the spot of five. <laughs> okay? So one more time, we will, you will find us on almost all major podcasting platforms however you will not find us on one that rhymes with only playing four beats on beat it on down the line doesn't hit the spot oh five okay if you do like to get your podcast the old-fashioned way you may do so at helponthewaypod.podbean.com if you would like to email us please do so at helponthewaypod at gmail.com yes we are still accepting requests for bucket hats uh, if you would like to communicate with us on Reddit, that was brilliant, by the way. Hats, you guys gotta we we've we're we've we've put a lot of money into printing these hats, so somebody's actually, gotta not email hats, about them. They're just buckets, but you can put them over your head and you can pretend. Yeah, hats. but we spent a lot of money to buy the buckets, so you gotta yeah, like you guys gotta email in. Yes. Yeah, so once I will again, say, I was I was going my down the road feeling bad. Apartment is so bad. small and it's so full of buckets. <laughs> I was driving uh, to um, to vacation and uh, listening to uh, that the podcast where y'all talk about bucket hats, and I was just laughing my ass off. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank as you. you're thinking, as as you're driving, thinking, how are we going to fucking get us bucket hats? Yeah, I was uh, like, oh my gosh, we're in the bucket hat uh, business now. Why don't oh, they tell oh, me? No. Hope no one hey, knows. I've always been in the buckethead business first, and the podcasting has always been the side gig to to cover the bills for my true passion, bucket hat sales. Bucket hats. <laughs> hell in a bucket hat sales. I got hell in the bucket. 
Um, let's see here. Um, of course, we're on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Uh, we are also on YouTube, youtube.com slash at help on the way pod. And I have a kick channel that doesn't play anything at kick.com slash the GD channel. Any final parting words from my friends, Knob or Fig? I just want to remind the, the, the listeners out there, um, I, I do this on the uh, Grateful Dead subreddit, but the probably the easiest way to get at us, and this is how Cabonius mm-hmm. and JWG3 get their little comments on our uh, little podcast, uh, is they just comment on the, the sticky thread that's right there on the Grateful Dead subreddit. So if you want to be on this podcast, just uh, tell us what you think about the weekly show. Uh, it's always up there, right there at the top. Thanks. Nob. And Nob? Oh, no, I got nothing. Wrap it up. And thank you once again for listening to to the Help on the Way podcast.
She make me feel so good. She make me feel so nice. One of the things that make me feel so good is just because, just because, just because, just because. She got box back knitted, great big and over fine. She must be a Cadillac. Some folks say she must be a Cadillac. But I say she got to be a team on a boat. She got to be a team on a boat. She got to be a team on a boat. She got to be a team on a boat. She got to change. All right. Show me carrots on the head of the I 
Spectrum Inside Glad Rags are bringing you this live concert from the. I might take this opportunity to tell you, tell all you folks here tonight that uh, this is really a nice theater. It's one of the very few finest in the country, if not in the world, and uh, it's a good place to have a rock and roll show, and. of the theater hope that you won't, you know, be careless and rip it up so that we can, you know, keep coming back and other groups can keep coming here.
everything. Thank you. We, we seem to be having some intonation difficulties. Now we're going to try to get wait, to... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a I mean, I mean, we can't play when it sounds like that. You seem like reasonable people, surely you understand.
Like a red rose 
Jordan is on the same street. Your typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Get back, truck it on. Hey, now get back, truck it on. 
ain't now get back talking on. Ain't now get back talking on.
Going where the climate suits my clothes Going where the climate suits my clothes Going where the climate suits my clothes Don't want to be treated this way
Thank you.
Bye-bye.